Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. Uh, Benzo House is a YouTube channel that by executive decision, I am declaring a film today. Uh, joining us today is Melissa from Benzo House. Uh, Melissa, thank you for uh, being here today. You're most welcome. For sure. Um, now, I, I wanted to mention a, a couple of resources up, up front. I, I always like to emphasize um, resources and info um, available. So I know that there are a couple of crisis text lines available for those who are going through a hard time right now. If you are in the U.S., you can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. In the U.K., you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. And depending on where you are in the world, um, check your local listings, as they say. Um, so Melissa, um, thank you for uh, being here today. I, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, now, um, I, um, probably the, the, the most basic, um, you know, start at the beginning question I would have is, um, wh what is uh, Benzo House? And where does it fit into the, the, the mental health conversations? that um, you know, we need to be having? Yeah, basically the Benzo House, um, I started out about three years ago um, in just random groups for Benzo help. Mm -hmm. um, and just over the years, as you know, people get sick, the groups get bigger, people tend to argue, they tend to you know, have drama um, and whatnot. So I kind of left the group scene and in May of 2019, I started my own group on Facebook called the Benzo House, where I felt the compassion, the love, and the non-judgment could be under one roof. And that's kind of where I come to name the Benzo House. Um, we have about almost about 450 members, um, but we're more low-key. Um, I try to focus more on distractions. As of right now, we have a um, giveaway going on. I actually just started a new business. Um, making awareness bracelets. So I'm giving those away this week. And just, we do a lot of engaging, a lot of interactions, a lot of distractions. So we're not just focused on benzos alone. Cool, cool. Now, the, that word may be, and, and I hope this isn't the case, but it may be a, um, a foreign language to many of the listeners. Um, what, what, what are benzos? Is, is that I, my understanding is that that is a, a class of medication that people may yes. be prescribed. So what yes. what would your, your definition of, of, of benzos be? Benzodiazepines. Um, now, when I first took them, I just thought like everyone, they are an anti whatever you're going on them for. So if it's insomnia, if it's, you know, some people have um, anxiety, which I did, um, that it would just comment. But I didn't know now that I've researched them over three years, the terminology is actually, they are a sedative slash tranquilizer. So they, they just basically sedate whatever you have going on um, at that time that you're, you know, whatever you're going to the doctor being seen for. Um, and they take those symptoms and they sedate you. Correct. Now, I, I did want to just uh, briefly interject a disclaimer, which I may be doing um, throughout <laughs> the, the episode. Um, if there, if you are thinking about any any change in, in medication, that is something that uh, I would definitely re recommend to discuss w with your doctor. Um, the, these are, you know, very important uh, questions and, and very important discussions to be having with your doctor. 
Um, and, and I also wanted to acknowledge those who right about now might be getting a, a sinking feeling like, oh, oh no, you know, um, one of the one and I, I did want to just address that up front because it's almost like not not a, not an obligation to address it because you know there's no you know there's no re requirement expect, expectation but um, the notion of pill shaming is something that I've never and, and still to this day do not understand because there 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 may be people out there who are, you know are, are very you know soapbox minded you know want to lecture people oddly enough i i hear more lecturing from you know uh you know from many of the mainline mental health organizations than i do mm -hmm. from the ones talking about benzos you yeah. know and so I don't hear a lot of lecturing, telling people, "Oh, you're you're a bad person if you're, you know, taking, you know." If it, I I just don't see that. And yeah. so, where where do you think that comes from? I think a lot of it is just miseducation. Um, a lot of people are not, you know. I don't even till this day. I don't shame, you know, my daughter long story short, we almost lost her. She was actually harmed by pharma, mm -hmm. but I don't lecture anybody on what they take, what they need. Um, I do just tell people though, be sure that for whatever you're going on it for, that you're not going into it going to be worse than you mm -hmm. are. Right. Because there are a lot of other avenues that I wasn't given before Benzo, such as therapy, um, things that I you know didn't know existed. Um, but for some, I feel like they may need them, but I feel like I think the biggest problem is they seem to be giving them for the most random things today, not actual diagnoses anymore. And a lot of us, even in groups, we don't really have a diagnosis. It's just a here, this can help here that can help. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of it too, is just so many people are also angry and they just are like, you know, they don't really know what to say about it. They're, they're just, I think the feelings take over the whole, the whole like subject. Yeah. Because one of the things that I've encountered, and this is maybe the, the, at, at the, at the, at the roots of why I sort of started this um, podcast is a lot of what I would, what I've been hearing mm -hmm. from many mental health advocates, you know, be it for bipolar or for, for depression or whatnot, mm -hmm. At a time when I'm very partial to wanting to end the stigma, mm -hmm. I will often hear things that do just the opposite. For yeah. example, I still hear, and I'm someone who loves horror movies, I still hear to this <laughs> day, oh, how, how negative and, and harmful horror movies are to mental health. You know, when in actuality, horror movies have not been that derogatory and negative towards mental illness in quite a long time. I mean, yeah. when I say quite a long time, what, maybe 70s, 80s time frame, you know, yeah. we're in 2021 now. So, you know, another example would be, I, I often come across these, 
you know, the, this lecturing from many of these well-meaning people. Yeah. Uh, and you've probably seen these, these as well, where it's things not to say to someone who's bipolar, things not to say yeah. to someone. And I, and I look at some of these lists and I'm thinking, who is, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and I'm, not, I'm not making light of it. I'm, I'm not, you know, if there's people who feel that way, uh, you know, I, I acknowledge the, the, their feelings and, and I respect where they're at. But when, when I hear the uh, many, many of the benzo and informed consent um, community, what they're talking about tends to match what I've experienced more than the ones who are lecturing about things not to say to people who are bipolar or how horrible horror movies are or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so it just has got me thinking, why isn't this more commonly you know, the, the norm. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? It's, it yeah, just seems, honestly, it just seems, it's a million dollar question. <laughs> yeah. It just, because it just seems way out of whack. I mean, there's, you know, medicating normal uh, documentary film that, that I, I had the filmmakers on um, and you had alluded to some other groups as well. These are groups and organizations that, you know, logic, at least to me, would dictate should be getting funds from groups like NAMI and Mental Health America because they're doing what these groups should be about. Yeah, yeah, they are. You know, you you should be getting grant money from yeah. NAMI and MHA. I, I agree. I agree. I think you know, it, it's sad, really. I mean, because they don't realize like all of these people in these groups can make change. We can, you know, and, and again, none of us are trying to stop you know, pharmaceutical, but we're trying to make them more responsible. You know, you can't just take potent medication and just give it to a slew of people, A, that you may not even know, you may not know enough about them. The doctor may not even be, that's the problem. These, most of these doctors aren't even aware, even my own, and she was great for my taper, but she was in shock. Um, she had no idea that these drugs did this. I mean, she, I mean, she did the best she could, um, which I'm grateful because she helped me taper, but she of 45 years in the medical field had no idea. So if they don't know, it's like, why did they give them? You know what I mean? It, it doesn't make much sense. True. Um, now, and again, I wanted to preface this with another disclaimer, which I may be doing throughout the show that, you know, any changes to medication definitely please talk with your doctor about it and don't do anything unilaterally. Um, I, I did want, want to ask you though, um, when I was first, actually, actually that's not what I was going to ask you. What I was going to ask you is this. Uh, when you say tapering, do you mean withdrawing to be completely off or do you mean like just a bare minimum or do you, what, because people hear tapering and they, they think different things. So what, what yeah. do you, what do you mean tapering, by, by tapering? Yeah. Tapering is just a safe way to reduce over a long period of time the benzo from your system without basically causing any harm to yourself. So over a 12-month period, I tapered 0.5 milligrams of Ativan for a year. Um, so just, you know, taking small amounts each day, you know, kind of staying very consistent just to keep to where I could function, which, you know, wasn't always, but to, to do things the safe way because this drug had been a part of my life for over four years. Well, one of the, my experience with um, 
the the um, clonopin when it was first prescribed was I was out like a log for <laughs> ne nearly two days. I mean, it was, I was it was it was like that instant. Wow. Yeah. And then as it wore on, I could you know I either could not be out like a log, which comes in handy, honestly. You know, yeah. when, when you know when you first get it, it's it's like cool. It's an instant, <laughs> get, yeah. And it then is, it as is. it as it wears on, you either need to increase the dosage to get that same level of, you know, being out like a log, or yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. It, it it kind of gets more complicated. Yes, for lack of a better yes. word. Yeah, it does. Mine and, actually wore off after, oh my goodness, I was only on it 11 months. And that's when I started noticing the symptoms where it would go 12 hours. And then I started getting sick after like eight and it would just decrease as the day went, but I didn't ever connect it. I didn't take any other drugs besides benzos, but I, like you said, it just almost felt like once I, one day that I missed it and I took it, it was like an instant, like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know, and that's when it really started connecting the dots that this drug is not for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and again, I just want to, again, you're probably going to get sick of hearing me say these disclaimers, okay. but again, it's when, when someone's life and safety is, is at risk that there, you can't have too many disclaimers. That's, exactly. that's my, my credo. And again, so if, again, do not make any changes unilaterally talk with you, talk with your, your doctor about, um, now, another thing that um, I, I wish I had known about when, because again, a lot of this I have found out about, honestly, f very, very recently. Mm -hmm. um, I have been on, you know, do, making a diligent effort to be, um, I don't know if I will get to a point where I'm ever benzo-free. I... Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know <laughs> if it will get to that point. Um, uh. I yeah, and but a lot of a lot of these dialogues are something that I wish I had known about sooner. I mean, I really do. One of the things that I've found uh, fascinating. I'm not sure if you're, you're aware of, but there's a, a group overseas in England. Um, Drop the disorder. I think I think they're called, and. It's it dovetails like wonderfully with a lot of the the, the benzo conversations because mm -hmm. their rationale is or they're the, 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 not sure if rationale is the right word um, their their, their um, goal or objective is to uh, reduce the um, you know when someone gets a diagnosis of bipolar or depression or you know, fill in the blank, whatever the diagnosis is, that that diagnosis comes with it um, a guarantee of, oh, you're going to get these meds prescribed, you're going to get these meds prescribed, and, you know, don't even think about <laughs> any other recovery beyond these. And in my mind, it's it sort of fits in with the dialogues about benzos because the the, the the common scenario that I'm not sure if this applies to you I, it applies to me but I, I but it you go to the, go to counselor go to psychiatrist you get a diagnosis 
Mm -hmm. you get your, your meds and then you're, you're supposed to go along and happily ever after. And that's not always how it works. It's, <laughs> it's just it's not, not a perfect world, right? <laughs> no. Um, but that's one of the things that, that I just, I've just found. And again, another thing that I wish I had known about sooner, the notion that just because someone, and this applies to anyone listening today as well. If, if someone t told you, oh, you, you have diagnosis of bipolar, or you have, you know, it does not mean you can't have an, a, you know, a, you know, normal, productive, happy life. And yet the, the, the you know what I mean? Does, does that make sense? I mean, it's, it seems yeah, like, it it's, it's like there's this cookie cutter <clears throat> approach right. to mental health in our society. Yeah, and very much so. And, it, it, and, and, and that's why I wanted to have you on, on the show today, because you're speaking to a lot of what needs to be said. Yeah. yeah especially, especially I, like I said before, I have a teenage daughter now. She's 19. Um, she has a diagnosis of EPD, uh, which is borderline. And same thing. I mean, we went through a slew of psychiatry for her you know, on this, off that, on this, off that, because, you know, we, we, we thought as parents, we were doing the right thing, but come to mm -hmm. find out once we learned what we know, there are no meds for my daughter. Her <laughs> therapy would be dialectical and cognitive therapy behavior, mm -hmm. which a lot of people that I've talked to are doing well with it. You know, mm -hmm. they struggle, you know, you do, we all do. Um, there is no here, I don't believe for everything. It's just a work in progress. We have to yeah. change, you know, our thinking. Um, but she's doing way better now off than she was on these drugs. And yeah. again, like you're saying, I mean, and then they would just tell her, well, th this is your anxiety and this is your insomnia. So we need to add this to the regime. And this, and, and it just turned out, I'm not kidding you. We ended up with 13 drugs in the morning and I'm thinking, this can't be normal, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and again, Maybe for some with borderline, you know, he can ease the symptoms like her psychiatrist said, but it's not a cure for borderline where maybe it's a cure for bipolar. It's not a cure for borderline. Borderline is only therapy because of their, 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 their symptoms that they deal with every day. Yeah. So like what you're saying, it's pretty much the same thing. Everybody comes in. It's like, if you have bipolar, five others have it. Everybody gets the same you know, meds across the board and we're not all the same people though. Sure. We're so different personalities and genetics. We're made up by so much more than just a disorder. Yeah. Do you think that those who are more, you know, um, and what's, let me, how do I phrase <laughs> this to be as diplomatic as possible? I, I don't want to um, offend any more people that I've probably <laughs> likely already offended. Um, on, on this episode, but do you think that those who are more anti-psychiatry you know, anti and anti-psychiatric medicine, do you think that those criticisms uh, hinder or, or hamper, um, you know, the Bendel-specific uh, conversations in any way because it's seen as you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak, and not specifically identifying the, um, you know, do, do you see, do you see that, that that's hindering or, or, or harming the, the message in, in any way? Um, I mean, I think kind of, I think the hardest part with it though, is that 
I, I think because for most of us, um, even healthy ones, I mean, I started out healthy on benzos. I never had, you know, high blood pressure or was on anything else. I was an active mom who ran a business, but I think a lot of it too is because the fact that they're so potent that, um, you know, it just, most of us can't go back to say like, oh, I had a great experience on benzos because the fact of the way that these dynamics of these drugs are designed, they just may keep you where you need to be for so long before they yeah. don't. And it's so hard because we're all in different journeys with benzos to really, I guess, kind of be on the same level. If that yeah. Makes sense. yeah. True. True. But again, that's, uh, and, and I alluded to this a little while ago, but that, again, it just, I don't understand why this is not something that is talked about, you know, on, on a more, yes, ma- open you know, basis. yeah, it's, it's just, it, it's sort of just at the margins. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem right that it's. They've been around like, forever. At yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. If they're not um, new, you know, they're not newly tested. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, the first time that I got, um, you know, or was made aware of mm-hmm. people being critical of this particular class of medications is, um, do you know that that, that late night uh, talk radio show, Coast to Coast, AM, the one that um, used to be Art Bell? And yeah. it was like, there, and I don't like it that much anymore because it kind of got away from the little green men and you know all the yeah. all, all the neat stuff you'd listen to it for. <laughs> but um, he had a guest on one time talking about this very thing about antidepressants and and um, and I remember thinking, like I said, a I was a little upset because it wasn't a you know little green men episode. Uh, <laughs> but I sort of listened a little more and, and was curious, and that sort of planted a seed in my head that hmm, maybe there, there, there's something to this. And then as time went on and I would get different prescriptions and I would try to taper off those different prescriptions, I would, I would go back to you know, listening to that episode of Coast to Coast you know, way back when yeah. and just thinking, hmm, maybe there is something t- to that. Um, and, then, and then you flash forward to like today and this is being recorded in 2020, but it's, you'll likely be hearing this in, in January. But one of the... Um, events of, of 2020 was there was a new in the FDA for the, in the US there was an FDA black box warning added mm-hmm. to um, so it kind of like little by little you see these little like these little breadcrumbs yeah that are That's just starting. yeah and it's like how how much more of a breadcrumb does there need to be for this you know what I mean it's, it's like yeah. All, all the clues are there. Yeah. They're all It's there. so very little talked about, yet it's such a big, like, it's, it's an epidemic, but it's yeah. very smallly talked about. Yeah. And and the thing that, that I really don't get is, no, you know, I don't think there's anybody who likes taking meds. Nobody. I know there's people who, like I said, when you, when you first get it and, and you can sleep like, a, you know, for a week. It's awesome then. So I'm not counting that honeymoon period yeah. when you first get them. I'm not counting that. But right. once it's settled in, there's there's no one who who like rah rah rah. You know, oh let let me. There's no one like that. There's just not. Yeah. I mean, there's. And, and so I, I mentioned that because I just don't understand how the ones who kind of follow that to its logical next step. Okay, well if these are not 
that fun taking, then what about this? And what about this? And then you become the bad guy for talking yeah. about that. I just, yeah. I, you know what I mean? It just, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I think do it. I think it kind of, sometimes in my opinion, it can come from also a place though. Like if you, you take someone like me who I don't want to say that I'm total like anti, you know, pharma, but when I look back, obviously it's six years in my life that I, you know, not able to live due to, you know, not due to an illness, not due because I had a bad heart or I had cancer or anything, you know, like that. But it's just, when we look at the time that we spend, some of us, I can't speak for everybody, but this is, I even hear this from people in groups and even people who are doctors who have taken, you know, any kind of, um, uh, pharma drugs that it just seems like we spend more time sick trying to like figure it out and come off these things and time wasted where I think a lot of us are just we're very bitter you know we're very bitter because the fact of it's like I just turned 40 in all of my 20s and 30s not all benzo but kind of the same relation of doctors not really knowing what's going on not taking the time to see what's going on and just kind of throwing in these, these, you know, ideas that take this, take that, try this, try that, um, instead of really getting to my issue that it just, it makes us all so bitter because we lose our hope in the pharmaceutical field. We just lose hope in these people because the fact then we start just seeing where everybody is just kind of treated, like you said, the same with the same thing where we don't feel like it's individualized anymore. You know, where if someone only sat down and talked with, okay, well, like, hey, what are you going through? I may be dealing with trauma more than you were as a kid, um, but they don't really focus in those areas. It's just like you said, one diagnosis, a couple different trials of meds, and then we'll see you in 30 days. You know, it, it's not really anything individualized to even anymore, I noticed they don't even offer therapy anymore. It's just here, take these, you know, drugs and we'll, we'll see how you do in 30 days. Yeah. yeah. You know, do you think that things are changing though, in terms of people talking about it more, like it's, it's not as, yes. um, cause, cause I'll be honest. I mean, for a while it was very hard to come across anyone who would not, um, it's just easy, it's easier to come across now than it used yeah, to be. It, it definitely is. When I when I started YouTube um, two years ago, to be honest, I mean, I searched myself for videos of people who were either recovered, going through recovery, kind of to get their take on you know how they're doing, and there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, even with the benzo groups, like they're just starting to blow up. People are now recording you know their journey through YouTube. So I feel like we're not we're not quieted anymore, you know, and especially having the coalition, they have only been around a few years. They've really opened the doors for us, for people that are different states of the world and in, well, the U S and then other places in the world as well. Um, and you know, they're kind of our, our people that kind of speak for us. So I, I see now more where people are not afraid to, to, to come out. I'll, I'll get tweets. I'll get messages now where, Hey, I saw you had, you know, histamine issues. Can, can I ask how you handled them? So people are just coming out now more than ever. And I think it's amazing because we can support each other a lot more in a bigger community. Now, one thing I I wanted to ask you about, and I hear this word more commonly (laughs) in benzo um, circles than I do elsewhere. And, And that word begins with the letter A, um, akathisia. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what, 
what what is akathisia? Akathisia is um, normally it comes from psych drugs. Um, some of us, I can't speak for everyone. Um, I haven't had it as much as some people. And I will say that I am so grateful. I feel my heart goes out to those people, but it's basically the, the inner vibrations um, of, of your nervous system to where now mine mostly were internal. Um, and I think that for me was a little bit harder because nobody really believed looking at me like you're not shaking. I could feel the inner vibration. Um, I've got some good friends that I've talked to for years. I, I've seen them in videos. They just constantly go into shaking, whether it's internal or external, and they just have episodes all day. Some of them, some of them, it's, it's maybe with something that they've eaten wrong. Um, it could be even with a new, you know, a new drug. Um, we're very sensitive now, um, you know, on and off benzo. So, but it is something that I do not wish on anyone. It is, I would probably say it's one of the worst symptoms of benzo. Um, whether your you know drug isn't working anymore or you're trying to come off of it is where I mostly see it, and it's it, it, it's not something fun to watch at all. Yeah, yeah. And, and you had um, alluded to this, and um, I, and I I did want to emphasize this um, as well is the importance of recognizing where you're at and 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 believing what you have to say and not discounting it. And that is so, so important because in the midst of a lot of the, the, you know, the finger pointing and making people bad and, oh, you're, you're, you know, it's important to just set, set that aside and just recognize the, the, the validity of what someone's talking about and, and what they're, what they're going through. So I, I just wanted to, um, you know, mention that as well. Yeah, most, most definitely. And, and that's why, like I said, with, with my group, you know, we're in all different journeys. You know, some people are deciding maybe to stay on benzos, but they just need that support. Um, you know, some um, like myself, now I am 18 months clean as of the 27th of December. My journey was, you know, torturous. Um, I'm here. Um, I just kept the same thing. The groups really kept me alive. And that's why I give back so much because I honestly don't believe that I would still be here if it wasn't for me finding people like me. Um, you know, I had a great doctor, but she still was kind of clueless. She's been my doctor since 06. But even my husband, you know, after 25 years, you know, people who aren't going through it just don't understand. So we're in all walks of life in the Benzo house. You know, like I said, whether it's people staying on, people thinking of maybe tapering. Some of them are, I call them the OGs. They've been around for a very long time. They've Kind of schooled me and we just all really try to just support one another um but i will say with our communities even though we're sick so many people have amazing hearts they will just reach out even if their day is gray they will reach out yeah. to say hey don't give up you know you're you're gonna get better hang in there it, it's honestly been the most loving support that i've ever seen go, go through cool. especially these times cool definitely and and as i mentioned this is you're likely going to be hearing this in in january so and january like like the new year this is a time when people you know traditionally you know like a new year's <laughs> resolution so um and again I, I just want to emphasize talk with your doctor if you're going to make yes. any med changes but um so this like perfect time too as well to have, have you on at the time of the year when people are are you know looking at new year's resolutions mm -hmm. and what what can they do to feel better 
And um, so as we wind down, um, I did want to mention a, a few resources. And again, I want to just you know, reemphasize, talk with your doctor for any, any med changes, but there's um, a, f a few resources available. I, I do know that there is Mental Health America, uh, mhanational.org. There's also National Alliance on Mental Illness, nami.org. There's also madinamerica.com. And I know madinamerica.com, they have a lot of benzo-specific material on their uh, research, um, et cetera. What, um, now, if people want to learn more about uh, Better House, it's on YouTube, correct? Yep, yep. House. we're on YouTube, and then we have a support group on Facebook as well. Cool. Yes. How, how would people find that, that support group? Um, they could go to facebook.com, and they could do forward slash um, the Benzo House. Okay, cool. Yep. So we actually have a page as well as a support group. So the page will take them to the support group. Okay. Good deal. Well, um, so definitely, I know that there may be those listening today and a lot of what um, Les has been mentioning might, might resonate with you. And if it does, definitely um, take a look at it. And yes, definitely. definitely want to uh, remind you that, that you, you are definitely not, not, not alone. Definitely. Yes, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. So, well, thank you for um, being here today. I, I appreciate it. Yes, you're most welcome. It was it was it was my pleasure. Okay, thank you. So, um, stay safe, everyone. Um, and um, yeah, so I guess that's that's a wrap for this episode. So, uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, talk with you next time. Uh, bye.